0: Our first sponsor is Five Nutraceuticals. Since 2020, I've been on a journey of connecting more intimately with the natural world and herbal medicine, especially to optimize my energy. As a holistic health practitioner, I respect the work-life balance so I can avoid burnout and honor my cyclical nature. With that said, it means I've been searching for plant allies and natural compounds to elevate my grand rising ritual to sustain energy all day. In the search has come Vibe Nutraceuticals. Vibe Up is a flavorless powder that acts as a coffee or tea additive and it contains eight boss lady allies. Whenever I add this to my half-calf coffee or a matcha, I feel like I embody the cross between Wonder Woman and Hermione Granger a smooth focus that bypasses the jitters or crash of caffeine alone, an intense pump during my workouts while enhancing my recovery, and somehow it manages to magically increase my libido so I can not only work, but play, if you know what I'm saying. Make my new besties your new besties. Use code isabel 10 at checkout. Let me tell you about Mana Yi. Last year, I had the most spectacular time at the Sisters' Convergence. This year, it is happening again in Crete, Greece, September 23rd to October 2nd. This is an immersion for the Sisters, who are curious of ancient mysteries, their cosmic lineage, connecting deeper with nature, and demantling their relationship with conditions. During this convergence last year, I went through so many different layers of peeling back the onion, of seeing myself for who I truly am. And it was the first time I felt safe to fully express myself in my fullness, in my total lioness energy. I cannot recommend this enough. Please go to polinaprana.com to learn more about this soul-nourishing experience. Howdy! This is the Isabel Wellman Podcast, a space where we question the deeper meaning of life, explore the magic of being human, and honor the Greek warrior within ourselves expand with new perspectives, and design your life through the radical acceptance of you. It's time to learn how to live by a new set of rules. Giddy up, take a deep belly breath, subscribe to the podcast, and let's go on an adventure. Welcome back to the Isabel Wellman podcast, and we are on the third part of this four-part series of embodying the feminine archetypes and what we mean by this is it is not exclusive to females only this can absolutely be adopted by our male counterparts and those who do not identify because we all have a cyclical nature in this episode we will be specifically dialing in to that third goddess or god and this is that wild woman enchantress Brianna Martinez is my co-host for the series, and she is explaining all the things on the light side, the shadow side, and how we can move through this death and rebirth cycle. It's a very prominent cycle that might feel really scary, really defeating, perhaps sticky to move through if we are not attuned to giving ourselves the time and the space to move slow, to begin assigning ourselves more admin-like tasks where we are perhaps slowing down our movement, not saying no to movement, but slowing it down and saying, all right, maybe that really intense workout and really heavy workout isn't what I need right now. Perhaps I just need something gentle like a yoga class or a... Pilates class. Maybe I want to weight lift, so I tone that down a little bit, or I move slower through my session. Perhaps I I dance and I do some more sensual dancing. Whatever that is for you, because this is a heavier time, and this dense energy, as we are moving through, whether you have a menstrual cycle, this is the pre-menstrual phase, the, so the luteal phase, in which we may not be able to word ourselves properly or articulate ourselves in the way we wish to or we hear things differently and we have to hear them a second or third time around which you will hear in this podcast Brie and I were both in our luteal phase when we recorded this which is why it's such a potent episode and it's probably my favorite of the four we've recorded because of how in-depth we get with allowing ourselves to trust and what it means to let go what it means to envision and embody what we wish to encompass as we continue to move into that final death stage of the menstrual phase, where we are shedding the lining of the uterus, shedding what no longer allows us to exist to our most expansive and vibrant and radiant self. Also in this episode, I have the free moon journaling link below from Bree, so please get on that if you're interested in tracking your cycle with the moon or with your menstrual phase, which everyone applies to you because if you do not have a menstrual phase or cycle, then you would use the moon, which she will explain to you in that freebie. And I'm just so excited. I'm so excited that we are here, that we are talking about archetypes in the facet of being these beautiful goddess creatures that are walking the earth. And that when we give ourselves the time and the day to slow down, to honor that part, the magic that is circling within us, life reflects that back to us. Whatever we operate in, the world will begin to operate in that way for us. And this has been a very big practice of mine for the past four years at this point. Instead of forcing or reacting or trying to live my life around limitations or constructs that are not true, that are made from my own imagination and I force them to exist, when I let them go and when I ask myself and give myself the time to sit in stillness or envision and become overwhelmed in this ecstasy of what I wish to create, that is when life works for us and works for me particularly. And if you want to hear more about that specifically, Get on the newsletter, which is also in the show notes below. Every week or bi-week, right now it's bi-week. I'm on I'm on Michigan time. I am not in my typical schedule, so I'm getting these podcasts out. It feels good to get them out. Yet they are just not every week right now, and that's okay. I'm in a different phase of my life, and we're moving how I need to. So get on that. Thank you so much for tuning in. Here is episode three. Of this four-part series and on the four fourth part next week it will be the 100th episode of the Isabel wellman podcast so let's celebrate let's hold the vision that this podcast oozes out to more people in the world that more people become aware of the magic and the intellect and the brilliance and the radiance of being human of the magic of being alive and having a physical body for our souls to operate out of. If you just give yourself a moment to think about that. Wow. We are extraordinary creatures. All right. Thank you so much. Love y'all. See you on the other side. Who is the wild woman enchantress archetype?
1: She is, I feel like, the most misunderstood archetypes because in our culture we have this big desire to avoid discomfort and that's really what the wild woman enchantress is about is pulling up discomfort but for our own growth if we don't see the growth potential there or the insight or the intuition that we can get from working with her then we will just miss her magic altogether to go a little bit more into that in the book wild power which i think i mentioned in one of the last podcasts they talk about the inner critic. The Wild Woman Enchantress is the energy that kind of comes up for us during the premenstrual phase of our lives, or she can appear in that perimenopause stage of our life cycle, where we're coming from the mother stage. We're going through these physical hormonal changes and entering into menopause. Things are changing a lot. We've had kids they probably they've probably left home. Therefore, our life is looking really different, or we're looking... Forward to a different stage of life and that can be really scary for a lot of people because we're getting closer to death and death is a thing that we don't want to don't want to touch a lot of times in our culture so I think a lot of her her chaos and energy comes from the fact that she's ushering us towards death (laughs) and this could be physical death or it could be death of a phase of our life that's not working anymore, death of beliefs that are not working anymore, death of a self that is not working anymore. Mm-hmm. That's why I think that she's very misunderstood. And her energy and emphasis is no longer outwards, like during the Virgin Warrior and the the Mother Creator phase; those stages are really about outward energy, going out into the world, doing things, giving, interacting with people. And here in the Wild Woman Enchantress phase, her energy is really about ushering us, bringing us back home to who we are, and getting to know ourselves on a different level.
0: It resonates so deeply
1: <laughs> with
0: the phase that we are in. Like for mm-hmm. myself, day yeah. twenty-five for that Ludial phase, and like you're yeah. saying day twenty-four. Yep. <laughs> What are your personal emotions and those realizations, those own deaths that you may be experiencing?
1: For me, it's been a lot about shedding programming that I got as a child. A lot of messages of like, you can't do this. That's what comes up for me a lot in my inner critic phase. And yeah, it's just... It's funny because during my virgin warrior, mother creator phase, the follicular and ovulatory phases, I feel like I'll have doubts about myself or something, but they don't really knock me down. I can work through them or I can put them aside or things like that. But when I hit this phase, I hit this moment of, I can't get through this. And so that'll come up. And a lot for me with my business of just like, this isn't working out or this isn't this isn't happening the way I want it to be. And it's in those moments where I really have to sit and look and be like, okay, well then what can I change in order to make that different? Because it's really not that it's not working. It's just like, what do I need to do different? And when I can approach it from that way, which is hard (laughs) for sure, that makes it a lot easier to get through this. And also just feeling emotional too. If I'm joking with someone and they say something that in the earlier phases of my cycle, I might think is hilarious or laugh at. I'll feel like I'll take it really personally, you know, and it will hurt my feelings because it it hits a a deeper core. It hits insecurities. Whereas in the earlier phases, that joke will be funny because I don't have like those insecurities aren't sensitive. They aren't raw, but in this phase, whatever insecurities that I do have of like not being good enough or whatever, they feel very raw. So anything someone says could potentially hit that button.
0: I amish- immediately <laughs> thought of this circle that has different core layers and mm-hmm that virgin warrior archetype being the outermost I'm steel I got my armor on I can do anything and then the mother creator is just that next layer in and she's soft she's fun she's vibrant things don't phase her as much but there's that wisdom of hearing and letting go that's more <laughs> than okay. this wild woman enchantress it's just like all right we're starting to get into the depths of our soul and it's yeah. that veil like many people talk about spiritually, when you are menstruating, mm-hmm. how much wisdom and how potent you are and how yeah. close we are as women or those menstruating are to that, that spiritual field. And I'd love to hear any thoughts you have about that.
1: Yes, that reminds me of, the the inner seasons, if we're tying the archetypes with seasons, mm-hmm. the, the premenstrual phase really correlates with an inner autumn feeling. And in our outer autumn, we have the holiday of Halloween. And that is a time of the year where the veil between the two worlds, the underworld and the world that we live in, becomes very thin. That's when we talk about ghosts and skeletons, spirits and all those things coming out to wander the world ancestors, things like that. And so during our premenstrual phase where we have this wild woman enchantress energy, that also is a time where the veil between those two worlds, the subconscious and the conscious are very... Thin. What I think about it is all my ghosts and my skeletons are coming out and wandering my conscious mind, whereas normally they're in my subconscious mind and they're driving what I'm doing, but I'm maybe not as aware of what's going on. And then during this time, it's like they come up and they just wander the hallways of your mind. Mm. And they're like, hey, remember how you're just not good enough. And okay, well, no, that's not true. I see why you're telling me that. And let me look at that and let me see how to shift that because I know it's just not true that is such a great analogy just see <laughs> wander the hallways of your mind and I
0: instantly think to yesterday I'm driving in the car coming home from the gym out of nowhere this thought of me sophomore year of high school of me going to sing the national anthem at a gymnastics meet and I forget the lyrics of the <laughs> National Anthem. And yeah. I was mortified. I was in front of the whole crowd. I still had to go and, like, perform my routines after this. Oh I started gosh. crying. My coach came over and put her arm around me and started singing it with me. And, <laughs> and it just, like, completely brought up this hilarious mortified embarrassed you could never be a performer you could never be that singer when you outwardly express you crumble to the ground all mm-hmm. those things yeah I find it so hilarious how relevant that feels in mm-hmm. this phase of actually being in this inner autumn us talking about this inner autumn mm-hmm. and how wild This truly is. I want you to explain more about the name behind this archetype, the wild woman enchantress. Yes.
1: The wild woman. I actually heard this on another podcast the other day. I think it was Natalie K. Martin that was saying it. She was talking about wild... Animals, they do their own thing, you know, a wild horse or a wild dog, they do something very different than a domesticated horse or a domesticated dog. That's the part of our being that is like, I'm gonna do my own thing. I'm not gonna play by your rules. I'm not tethered by anything anymore. I'm I'm letting go of the things that I needed to be tethered to in order to nurture them during the wild, or during the mother creator phase. And I'm gonna figure out who I am. <laughs> I think that wild energy is very much. I'm doing my own thing. I'm releasing, I'm letting go the ties to whatever I felt tied to before and figuring out who I am. And then the enchantress part of it is that magical underworld feeling of there is magic out there that is just going to fill me and I'm going to let that move through me and help guide me. I think a lot of times, myself included, We have this idea that we have to, anything that happens in our lives has to come from us, has to be consciously created, or I have to make this happen for myself. I have to design this or do this or make this or plan this or put this into practice. And there is this magic that is floating out there that we can access. And during this time period, during the premenstrual phase with the wild woman enchantress coming up, she can really bring us this magic of things that we could maybe never even imagine ourselves or that it's it's almost like I don't have to be responsible for everything that happens in my life. There is other magical help that can come up like insights, maybe somebody popping into our lives that... Is very serendipitous or things like that. I think that's where the enchantress part comes from of that remembering. I mean, this is something that I feel when I get into this phase is that I'm holding on so hard because I've been trying to create and make something or nurture something. And so I get into this mindset of I have to be the one to do it all, you know, and we talked about that being one of the shadows of the mother of doing everything. And this phase is a call back into you don't have to do everything. There are other magics out there that are not you specifically. I mean, we're all one, obviously, but me, my human self, they're not necessarily part of me. And it can be very relaxing if we can let go to just be like, oh, the universe has got me. There's help out there that I can't imagine and just letting that flow in.
0: What kind of advice do you have for someone who feels like they're on that cusp of, I want to trust, I want to believe, I want to let this magic in. How can they call upon that and allow themselves to fall and be in that?
1: For me, one thing that's really changed my life, and this is something that I forget and have to remember constantly, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that is, I already kind of mentioned it, but just to say it explicitly, that there are possibilities that you can't even imagine. And I think that's where I get stuck sometimes is like, I have, if there's going to be a solution out there, I have to consciously know what it is. I have to be able to imagine it and think about how many times in your life has a solution popped up that you're like, I didn't even think of that. And it just drops out of the sky or someone says it to you, or it comes in a dream or a moment in the shower. I think sometimes we're just so beelined on, I have to come up with the idea, whereas ideas can just fall to us. So I got that saying from Joe Dispenza, which I encourage people to look into. He's really awesome. He works with letting go of our material selves and getting more in touch with a supernatural power. I read his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And that's where I got that saying of open yourself to a possibility that you might not even know exists. I think that really helps because it creates this big expansiveness for me. Remembering that statement is really great. And also if you're able to call up a time where this happened to you Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: something you really wanted to happen was not happening, wasn't happening, wasn't happening. And then all of a sudden you forgot about it or you let go of it. And then all of a sudden it did happen. If you can remember a situation where that happened and just sit in the trust that that can happen again. I think those are two really good practices.
0: I love that you bring up Joe Dispenza because I'm a big fan over here. (laughs) His meditations are so potent and so good. I have that book and I've read that book as well. This practice has allowed me to separate the physical self to that future self. Mm -hmm. Harnessing this control freak to just control everything and take action all on my own. Right. Really harnessing more of that earth and water energy is how Mm -hmm. I feel it. Mm -hmm. To let nature take its course and operate mm-hmm. and create from it because mm-hmm. the fire in the air just wants to explode and ignite and make fireworks and yeah. be dazzling and exciting. Yeah. But right. it's that
1: water earth that really is that flow of that subconscious within the consciousness. Like mm-hmm. you're saying. I think I mentioned this in one of the previous podcasts, but doing a practice of menstrual cycle or moon cycle journaling, starting with day one is the first day of your bleed, or if you don't have a cycle, day one is the new moon you can just look that up online. And Tracking every day to Mm -hmm. see where you're at and then go back and review your premenstrual phase. Or if you're doing the lunar cycle, it would be the waning moon phase where the, the moon is getting smaller, getting darker and see what comes up for you there. Pick out your patterns, look at them and see what the resolution was too. Like if you were worrying about this thing for your whole luteal phase or the waning moon phase, see what the resolution was after that. Like when you hit your your menstruation or your inner spring, what was the the resolution and how can you hold that wisdom for yourself in your next cycle so that it doesn't throw you off? You know, it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's not that that's ever going to go away necessarily. It's more just like, can you hold the discomfort and the faith at the same time that it's going to change. If you haven't moon journaled before, I do have a guide for how to start moon journaling. If that seems like something that you're you're not sure of how to go about, I have a whole guide laid out for it. And I think that's one of the biggest ways to work with this energy because she can be so confusing and frustrating and chaotic. (laughs) That's a great way to describe it.
0: And yeah, I was going to bring up that you have that freebie. So, mm-hmm. so helpful. I recommend yeah. that to everybody. If you have not even tried to journal about your cycle, that's yeah. the best first steps. It's simple. It's free. It's so easy. And like mm-hmm. you broke it down in the first episode, it can be three sentences. It doesn't yeah. have to be an hour long journal entry. It can right. be a quick <laughs> little
1: insight. Really yeah. hungry, pretty sleepy. Yeah, Totally. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, this was one thing that I wanted to bring up because again, I love doing this four-part series because each week I'm I'm really thinking about it to prepare for the next episode. I had this this new realization this week for myself of The flow between the stages, I talked a little bit about how the virgin warrior in the last episode, I talked about how the virgin warrior really sets the stage for the mother creator in the sense of creating your own self and your own boundaries so that when you get to the mother creator, you're not giving everything away. You have yourself and you know who you are, what you need. And the mother creator has this energy of presence. She's arrived at something and she's wanting to experience everything in full and she wants to enjoy and have pleasure about everything that's going on Mm -hmm. and that energy sounds and feels really different than the wild woman enchantress that I just described right (laughs) and like pleasure and joy and abundance and all that it feels like that all goes away when we hit the wild woman enchantress but that transition between those two phases it's important in the mother creator phase to to really do feel that pleasure and presence I think presence is a huge thing. If you're able to have that presence and then carry that presence with you, presence is something that can really help in the wild woman enchantress phase where things are going a little crazy and we have to sit with discomfort. Mm-hmm. And so if you have presence, sitting with discomfort becomes easier because it's not going to carry you away. You can sit there. I almost think about it as like taking whatever you're feeling, putting it out on the table in front of you and just looking at it instead of letting it be inside you and squirming all around and and it's running you around like a crazy cartoon character or something. I I love this quote. I don't know who it's from and I'm not going to say the quote exactly, but that quote, I am not in the storm. I am the storm. Yes, we are the storm and we can use that to our advantage. If we're present, if we're sitting in the storm and letting it throw us around, then that's going to be really hard. If we set ourselves up in the mother creator phase, whether we're talking about life cycles or if we're talking about just the monthly cycle, if we can set ourselves up and really dig into that, then that transfers really nicely into the next phase.
0: Sitting with that and letting it bear witness to how paying attention to us and turning that mirror back to us is so important. Mm -hmm. A lot of how chaotic and hectic and external life Mm -hmm. has been. And this week, as I've been thinking about these episodes and what to ask about these certain phases with these archetypes, today it was especially alive within myself, this whole external versus internal. I heard this conversation of I'm sure I was the girl at one point being so rude to her mother, (laughs) yelling at her mother, like, ah, what do you think about this? Oh, you don't know anything, but I don't know what I think about this. I need so-and-so's opinion about this. And I was just like, whoa, I'm afraid right now this is a lot of energy. (laughs) But it's really that, that disconnection of that belief in self. And I think this whole archetype of, the wild woman enchantress, it's letting go of those mm-hmm. cares and those external mm-hmm. pressures and mm-hmm. the external validations. And it's like you said, that wild animal energy. And I always mm-hmm. think of a lion or a tiger and they're prowling. They are manicuring themselves. They are making sure that they're holding themselves in such a elegant and fierce energy that is, mm-hmm. I'm here. I don't have mm-hmm. to do anything differently. It's a savoring after the
1: kill, this was something I was going to talk about too. Is is the wild woman? She's really about who am I now after going through the first two stages of my life, and I am approaching death. Essentially, who am I now after I've done all that? Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because that's the surrendering in the first episode about surrendering into growth. That's the virgin warrior of releasing and letting go, letting go of death in order to grow more and this is the flip side where the virgin or the wild woman enchantress is all about releasing and letting go and surrendering into who am i now so they both have this quality of who am i now it's almost in reverse the virgin warrior is about who am i now in order to be of service in the best way to the world while still holding on to myself and the the wild woman enchantress is about who am i now for myself mm-hmm. letting go of the world and becoming myself again
0: that is so powerful. The other thing I want to bring up was the whole depth of purpose. And another thing I'm personally dealing with is this detachment, the Joe Dispenza. You let go, you cannot even imagine that infinite possibility that is so grand and elegant. But in this, I get caught up in the, well, if I don't know that exact end all be all vision, how do I hold myself in this purpose? Or how can I? Find that clarity, like you said, the surrendering into death. Like what could we do to help us see those things that are ready to die, go back into the earth to be Mm -hmm. recycled and then allowing the rest to carry on with us into our menstrual phase.
1: You said, how do we allow ourselves to let go of that?
0: Yeah. And how do we keep a hold of that purpose, vision, clarity without gripping too tight? Oh, gotcha. Loaded question.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just comes down to trust. I saw a poster graphic sometime that said, practice trust falls with the universe. Mm. And I love that feeling of trusting and falling into it, that if you go through that process, that you won't lose what you've gained. Mm. What you just said,
0: where you're trusting the universe, but you're not afraid that what you've built along the way isn't just gonna disappear. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really great way to dive into that more. Because perhaps when we are dealing with this death, we're afraid <clears throat> of what is it gonna be like when none of this is here? Or how do right. we we keep this passion? Right. How can we stay thriving when we know
1: death is so close, so neat? Right. right. What I think what I think about a lot is just that. The purpose of life really is just the experience. If we hold on to a material outcome of, well, if I build this thing, whether it's a business or whatever, and it needs to be a certain way, it's really not about the thing. It's about the experience that got you there and the movement of energy and that we are all parts of a divine being that are all experiencing what it is to have a human experience while still being divine. And I keep coming back to the word of it's just an experience and that experiences are not tangible. If we can remove our focus from building a thing to just having an experience, making it more fluid, I think that can be really helpful in letting go of wanting to hold on to those things. Whether it's a relationship or something, I feel like that's a thing that is coming up in my mind. Sometimes I feel like with relationships, that those seem hard for us to let go of. But if you move through of like, wow, that was an amazing experience. What did I feel from that? All those feelings were... Me being alive, and then I think that can help it be easier to like. Oh, well, I needed to feel that love from that one person or something, and letting it be. Well, that love was so beautiful while I was feeling it, and now that death rebirth cycle, there's going to be a new experience after this. So. That was
0: beautifully said. Beautifully <laughs> yeah. said. My last yeah. crazy, in-depth, wild question for your Scorpio rising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is about know, that death and rebirth but in the sense of oh gosh can you repeat what you ended that with
1: totally yeah And i just want to point out that we are both in Ludio phase right now and i noticed this when i was a personal trainer that during the ascending part of my cycle virgin warrior mother i could say things really well and explain things really well and then when i would hit this phase i couldn't talk my sentences would come out sounding like nonsense like what did i just say I think that's what I'm hitting right now a little bit. So letting go of things, allowing things to just be an experience, having that feeling of, wow, this is an amazing experience that I can savor. I need to feel this love from this one person in this one way or thinking about holding on to the way certain things are in your business. Like this is working for me. Like I need this to happen in this way. And if it doesn't work anymore, letting go of it, like what I did then was energy moving and it's going to move on. And there's going to be a death and rebirth cycle, that practice of non-attachment. You said (laughs) that literally the same
0: way. That was amazing. (laughs) What came up for me that I had forgotten. Thank you so much, Ludial Phase, for this. We have those experiences, like you said, that relationship, that job, that friendship that brought us so much positive and then ends and we're trying to recreate that same thing, mm-hmm. the same expectation, that same experience. Mm-hmm. And we are closing ourselves off mm-hmm. all the things that can happen that are yeah. way better, way bigger, mm-hmm. way more juicy, because we're trying to hold this one container.
1: Yes, anytime you feel yourself holding on to something, that's the recipe for disappointment and frustration. If you feel yourself holding on to something, that's a really good sign to let go. <laughs> I think about a cartoon where the cartoon's like hanging onto the edge of the thing and they're like, I can't hold on anymore. I can't hold on anymore. And then they fall, but then the hot air balloon comes below and like swoops them up. What's that? And it's, it's obviously so scary because you're looking up and you can't see what's below you that's going to catch you. And that's the whole point of it, that trust fall with the universe. And that's what I think the Wild Woman Enchantress really pushes us towards and asks us to do and what she helps us do. If we can sit in her energy, and not run away from it. What I do a lot in my life, I'm pretty kinesthetic. I'm a very physical person, physical learner. I will feel myself tensing up, or I have this feeling that I'm aware of in my own body where I'm holding onto things. Maybe it's tightness in my chest or my throat, or I'm like, I need this to happen this way. And I can physically feel it. If you're a physical person, you can feel it that way. I would say it's a really great practice to when you do feel that, notice it. And and explore it and be like, why do I feel like I'm holding on to this? Remind yourself that nothing is going to happen by holding on, nothing is going to happen by forcing. That's hard to believe in our culture because. We get so many messages of, if you want it to happen, you have to force it to happen. (laughs) And we can change that paradigm. Yes. Yes. Like you said, the first week, once we do initiate that
0: change and we start to come back in to sync with the cycle, naturally things will not happen during the menstrual phase when we need Mm -hmm. to be inward. Or Mm -hmm. things will naturally occur, Mm opportunity-wise, during our follicular phase or ovulation phase. Such a great way to say it to talk about this detachment about death Mm -hmm. about letting go not expecting i love how you said the (laughs) recipe for disappointment yeah (laughs) because it's so accurate i've never heard anyone talk about it this way brie and that is what i've been really loving about this entire series is that yeah it's so intricate it is so much more we're giving so much so many different avenues. Different ways that everyone out there listening can explore these archetypes in their own bodies, their mind, their
1: soul. One other thing I'm thinking too. This is another practice I do with myself. When we're trying to shift a mindset that we have, that holding on mindset, it can feel really daunting if we're trying to change how we do things on a global level in our bodies. What I'll do is I'll just be like, this is gonna be a practice for me. This one thing that's happening, I'm just gonna see what happens. If I let go here, this is just going to be a practice test because I think it's a lot scarier to jump in and be like, I'm going to let go. But if I'm, if I tell myself, like, I'm just going to practice and see what happens, what this letting go thing is all about. For some reason, it's some psychological thing within myself. I don't know if it would work for everybody, but I think it's helpful. That's one other tip that. I try with myself. I try a lot of little psychological tricks with myself. (laughs) They work. I try that one too. And with my
0: client yesterday, she's got this chronic stress and trying to work out. She's hit that Mm -hmm. menopausal stage. And she's like, I'm doing everything the same, but I'm gaining weight so fast. Mm -hmm. I don't understand Mm -hmm. I've gotten a good overview of her life because I focus on the holistic aspect Mm -hmm. of her health, not just the physical fitness. And she's beyond chronically stressed. She's been chronically stressed for years and years. Now at this point where all the hormones are shifting and -hmm. she's overworking herself in the gym, trying to do more because she's gaining more weight and feeling more Mm -hmm. pain. I was -hmm. like, you need to overhaul and detox and go extremely Mm -hmm. the opposite direction of everything you know, it's going to feel wrong. You're going to want to fight it. It's not going to feel comfortable. You're probably yeah. going to have that inner critic pop up mm-hmm. that you have to trust. And so I think it's so hilarious that whatever mm-hmm. medicine we need, we're probably already speaking to somebody else. And if we can do that practice, oh, let's just switch this. What would happen if I trusted this for today? I can grip it back tomorrow. I can reel it back in. It's not going anywhere. But what if yeah. I just trusted it today? Yeah. And then witnessing, like you're saying, document how you're feeling at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. What kind of resolution did you feel just for that moment of, no, I'm not working. Did you have more peace? Were you more satisfied? Did whatever actually come to fruition because you stopped putting that frequency of like, no, I don't want it, but I do want it, but I don't want it. Those frequencies
1: and vibrations that you're sending out
0: are so important. I would love to wrap this all up with any last words you have about the wild woman enchantress.
1: And anything about her mission, about her shadow? Yeah, I think focusing on the presence piece of things. For me, it's also about embracing. Embracing the chaos and being like, this is part of life and not shoving it away. Maybe my Scorpio rising helps me do that a little bit. (laughs) But I think it's sometimes fun to look around at the chaos. Even if I'm feeling like crap, look around and marvel at like, wow, this is so chaotic. It must mean that something amazing is coming. And to see that flip side, because it's that life or death-rebirth cycle. That's why I love the cycle work, like the seasons, the inner seasons, the moon cycle, you know, the life cycle. If we can keep seeing these cycles in our lives everywhere, it helps us to trust more and more and more and more. I love the practice of moon journaling, which again, if you haven't done it before, you should check out my guide. It's free. Click the link that Isabel's going to put in there. That really, really, really helped me to have that presence and watch my cycles and be like, yeah, you feel this way now. And then in a couple of weeks, you're going to feel better again. Knowing that it's coming but also knowing that there's going to be a flip side to it mm. cycles are so beautiful and so amazing and we can see them in so many places <laughs> <laughs> it's a confirmation that The storm doesn't last forever. You can Mm -hmm. be like
0: the buffalo who goes right through the storm to the sunny Mm -hmm. side and go through it. Or you can be like all the other animals who try to hide and resist it and make life way more hard versus looking at all the chaos, like you said, and laughing. Like, wow, life. Mm -hmm. I could be really mad about all the chaos or I could be lighthearted and remember it's going to come to an end.
1: One more thing. I feel like I have so much to say about this phase for whatever reason. And it's funny because a couple of years ago, I felt like this was the phase or maybe even just like one year ago, I felt like this was the phase that I didn't understand very well. And now after thinking about it for so long, I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's so much here. Another really important thing is if you're feeling stuck, that stagnant energy to move some energy, go for a walk, do some yoga, do some stretching, talking about the menstrual cycle at this phase in our cycle, the premenstrual intense workouts are, are not, Necessarily the best if that's what your body's craving, go for it. But it doesn't have to be that. If you're feeling low energy, but it is still important to move that energy, giving time for rest too, but not letting yourself just rest into stagnation because in this space, there is so much going on that you want that energy to move through you and not stick there. You know, I can agree more. Yeah, just
0: going for gentle walks or really reducing the intensity in the sense of weight or reps or volume Mm -hmm. that you're weightlifting if you if Mm -hmm. you're on some sort of regimen that you need to hit certain things or even Mm -hmm. dividing up movement into different parts of your day so doing an hour and then having three or so hours of rest and then going back something Mm -hmm. I like to encourage is that for every hour that you're working out you do mm-hmm. an hour of working in or whatever yeah. amount of time that is. You always mm-hmm. want to have that balance. Just like yeah. we're saying, it's yeah. always that balance. Yeah, <laughs> totally. This has been such a pleasure. I feel like I could keep talking about this for a long time. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, me too. The death, the rebirth, the mm-hmm. all of the pulling ups of the discomfort for the growth and mm-hmm. letting
1: die what no mm-hmm. longer
0: needs to persist
1: because that yeah.
0: transformation, that alchemy is taking place.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we'll revisit this too in the next one because it's that flow. I love how they just all flow into each other. They're not four separate things. This energy will continue into the next episode as well.
0: Yes. Perfect. Well, thank you yeah. so much, Bree. Yeah. You thank you as well. well. Yes. It's my pleasure. And we will see everybody next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I say that with a ton of reverence for your time and your energy and for allowing this show to be a part of your day. That is meaningful. Please consider leaving a five-star review, following along on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out the video version on YouTube and come hang out with me on threads. We are making an impact together every single day that we stand up and we share, we learn, and we thrive.